they wouldn't let me through the border at first. Oh, so like, but oh, it was secondary like coming, screening for for yeah, okay. but it was like, but it was not going into Canada. It was coming back. I was okay. like, what? You're gonna like keep me in Canada? Like, <laughs> I live here. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, banned in the USA, I guess. Like that. They, they got me out, and now they're like, you're not coming back in. And I was like, this was your plan all along, wasn't it? Tommy from Rust and World's Grasp, and you're tuned in to the Scoped Exposure Podcast. We're good to go. Cool. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. Um, today, we're traveling down to the Bay Area. And we're going to be chatting with Malachi from Scowl. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, I didn't actually ask you what you do in the band prior to hitting record. So uh, bring me up to speed on that point. Um, I play guitar in Scowl. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, Scowl was uh, a band that came on uh, right around just before you know, pandemic things started to play, uh, play its part, uh, because you guys were doing that tour with, uh, punitive damage and, uh, got, got put onto you guys that way. So I'm really excited to be chatting about, um, about that and, uh, what you guys do. Um, before we get into it, we got to check some bevs. So, uh, show the people what you got, uh, for us today. I got a nice ice cold Pacifico. So this is, a. Uh handy at my local 7-Eleven and it's pretty much what I tend to drink. So nice. Um, I'm, I'm a little unfamiliar with that. So is that like, like bring me up to speed on the taste and you know, what, what, what happens when it hits your lips? Uh, well, when it hits your lips, you get a nice refreshing feeling okay. and after a long, hard day, it's a good beer to drink. So very cool. it's uh it's uh it's good it's i mean i don't know do they have them up they don't have them up where you're no. at no and and uh, and i don't even think you can buy alcohol at 7-eleven here in canada so you can't no this is we need to talk to someone about this this is a this is a serious problem that's like i have one next to my house and that's like you know it's like all right 10 o'clock i'm bored all right i'm gonna go <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. All right. I'm not... Right. Well, it's, it's even, <laughs> even, it's even to the point where going to like a Walmart or like a grocery store like that, like all the, like you can't, at, at least to my knowledge, it's only like a non-alcoholic like drinks that you can buy, like non-alcoholic that's Budweiser. <laughs> that's a terrible thing. You can, yeah. That's a, cause you're up in Canada, right? Yeah. Calgary. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been there once. Oh, uh, yeah. It's pretty cool there. Yeah um but yeah that's that's wild to me yeah you can get beer everywhere here you can't get like hard alcohol everywhere like you can't get like can't walk to 7-eleven and get vodka but like right you you can get beer pretty much everywhere yeah so <laughs> maybe that's just like an, an american thing yeah like all right budweiser at your every local store <laughs> you want budweiser with your mcdonald's fries we got you covered that's right. Right. It's right. God's country right there. So <laughs> Yeah, we're we're already off to the races. Um so I'm checking um, you know, Saturday, uh the day that we're recording this is usually my podcast day. So 
Um, today's pretty hefty. I had someone just before you um, were doing this one, and then I have someone right after. So I have to kind of plan all my bevs of like doing the coffee one first and then something really tame in the middle and then maybe maybe cracking uh, a beer later on. So I'm drinking... Um, it, this this whole podcast is going to be very S related. Scowl, and then we got Sap Sucker, uh, <laughs> which is what What's I'm that? drinking. So it's a organic sparkling tree water uh, made in oh. Canada. Um, you know, I like at, at least at the time of recording this, I've reached out to this company to, uh, to sponsor the podcast as far as sparkling water goes, and there is some interest. So this isn't an officially sponsored bed, but maybe this is the thing that pushes them into like, oh, Spencer. Spencer has Bev influence, so maybe we should send him a flat or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen those ever. I've never heard of them, so now the influence is there. Now I got to try some sap sucker. Yeah, yeah, it's made That's... in um, well, this is made in Flesherton, Ontario. Um, that town name is is not great. I'll say that. Um, no. but yeah, like <laughs> Eastern Canada, very easy to to send. A case or whatever over um i'm down for any sparkling water um as as long as it's free so i'm i'm for it that's like uh everyone drinks Lacroix here mm -hmm. and that's like everyone has them like you go in everyone's fridge like yeah i got Lacroix. yeah and i'm like all right cool like it's like a big thing right now right what's so. what do you fuck with uh sparkling water yeah i mean i drink those so right. we have them out my work so everyone on staff will just be like all right crack open the lacroix like, yeah. all right it's no longer um gathering around the water cooler it's uh popping a or cracking open a cold lacroix with the boys or whatever yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean that's that's what we do it'll be like all right here we go yeah i'm um I, i'm sure you're aware of bubbly is a another yeah. big brand um i literally had jake on from judiciary just before you and we were just chatting about the different like what's what's above as far as tastes go and for me i'm not a big bubbly guy but a lot of people at least here like drink it very exclusively and like props to them they have like good marketing with like michael buble and all that shit but like i don't think flavor wise it's it's for me at least like this this is like it's crazy how this is like the original one and this tastes like I'm drinking like something off like a maple tree and it's like just lightly like just a light bit of sugar. So I don't know. It's like People don't give this a Canadian. try as much. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's very Canadian. Yeah. That's the most Canadian thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> sap sucker. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sap sucker bubbly water. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like right, I that... saw it on the, on the shelf. I was like, well, like that's something I have to try. Uh, usually it's anything I don't recognize. I'll grab at least one. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's a energy drink that I got at co-op. That's again, another Canadian grocery store. And it's, it was like 50 cents and it literally looks like a hazmat, like in a can. Like, it's just, it looks scary. I tried, I bought two. I tried one and I was like, Oh, I do not feel great after drinking that. I feel like super heightened on energy but it is like i feel like it's doing more to my body than maybe i want to <laughs> you're like shaking it's like a pre-workout yeah but like <laughs> like the uh yeah just like like just a bunch of goo from like uh like 
one of those movies. So it sits in the fridge to remind me that maybe not all bevs that are 50 cents are worth getting. Uh, but I, I dare not drink it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malachi, it's Malachi. That's how, how I pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Uh, so Malachi, I'm stoked to be chatting with you. Um, stoked that we chatted about bevs for a few minutes there. Um, so the origin, uh, or the first question that I ask all my guests who are, uh, first timers on the podcast is how they got into heavy music or punk or hardcore. So take me back in time and tell me some of the formative records and moments for you growing up, um, to kind of put you on the path that you're on. Oh, that's a, it's a loaded question because <laughs> I come, so my mom was into punk and she got me into punk and would like take me to shows when I was younger. Oh, wow. And okay. so like. I kind of thought all music was just like, like hardcore and like all this stuff. I was like, I just called it punk. So like sure. I was in the, I guess, hardcore bands just thinking they were punk bands. And so like my mom was kind of the mom to be like, oh, I found this like documentary at Hollywood video or blockbuster. Like, let's watch it. And I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. So I grew up just listening to punk and like skateboarding. And then when I got to, there was like kids in middle school that listened to like, I guess it was like metal core and like all that stuff. And then when I got to high school, there were some kids there that were in like local bands and they would like, they would talk to me and they're like, Hey, like you like hardcore. And I was like, what, what do you like? What do you mean? Hard? Like, right. Like what? Gorilla biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to that. Like, you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I listen to like black flag and minor threat and like negative approach, but like, they're like no no like check this out and then so they were uh excuse me they were like taking uh they were showing me all these bands and they would like take me to shows and the stuff they would take me to was like it'd be like metalcore shows and like it, it was cool I liked it I didn't really like at first when I went there like I'd always just gone to like shows where you like circle pitted right and then like yeah these kids I was like saw these kids and they were like you know doing spin kicks and shit i was like what the fuck is going on right and i was like this is sick like i thought it was cool and i was like i want to i couldn't do it at first and i was like i'm just gonna like wait for circle pit parts but like they would take me to those shows i wasn't super into them right off um i liked going to the shows and like the live music aspect but i didn't listen to like the bands they were listening to sure. so like they would like come to my house and i'd be like this is like Los Crudos or like, they'd be like, wow, what the fuck is this? And I'd be like, yeah, like this is like Reagan youth. And they'd be like, oh, this is, and then like what they, I think it was like my freshman year in high school, we were doing this. And then they were like, all right, like this is like ceremony. And I was like, ah, I like this. And they're like, oh yeah, you like this? Or like, this is like Donnybrook. And I was like, this is, this is fucking sick. Like, and so we, they, we'd go to those shows too. So like they kind of got me into it. And then you know, from there, I was always into it, but I didn't get to grow up, like, in high school, I'd go to show, they'd take me to shows with them, and it was fun, but I was also, like, doing a lot of, like, skateboarding stuff, and at the time, I was, like, traveling for it, and, like, for downhill skating, so I didn't, oh. I wasn't as involved mm -hmm. in the, uh, in the scene as much as I'd like to be, because I was, like, just, I'd listen to the music, and they'd send me bands. When I moved back to Santa Cruz, because this was in Sacramento, um, I was always back and forth like my whole life I moved back and like was going to school and I didn't know anybody but I would like look for flyers and like kind of like see it and I remember I was walking through the mall one day because I worked at this like skate shop that had like a 
partner store in the mall I'd work at sometimes. Okay. And I saw a flyer and it was like rotting out. And I was like, no way. Like they're playing in Santa Cruz. Like I got to go. Mm-hmm. So I like, I don't know. I think I was like, forgot what it, I didn't have a car at the time. So I rode my bike like all the way from like the other side of town, which would technically be like two towns in Santa Cruz County, like all oh, the way okay. through. Yeah. I so I like you. rode it all the way there and like took me like an hour or something get there which isn't that long but like at the time it felt like a lot get yeah, there right go to the show i don't know anybody and then like kind of met some people kept going and then eventually there's just no shows coming to santa cruz it was like dominated by the bay area so that's when we like like we should like book our own shows and like get into it so like from point A to point B, that's how we got here now. It's like I met some people, we decided to book our own shows and then like started our own bands. And then we all just kept like making bands with each other, like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, kind of forcing each other to play in bands with like, hey, I got this new idea. And they're like, oh, we already do like three bands. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to do a fourth one. So, like, yeah. that's kind of where we're at with how I got into it and to where I am now. Very cool. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, even just at the very beginning, mentioning how your mom was already into punk. And so it was very natural for her just to be like, hey, like, check out this record, check out this documentary versus like, you go um, to school. And that is your first exposure. Like you were, it was kind of like right out of just your home life. You know, it was there. It, yeah, for, it's for always discover. Yeah, we like, yeah it was always there and it made sense like it was like we were kind of like I don't know we it was like the situation we were in I have like a big family and it was like you know there's a lot of chaos I got like four little brothers I have an older sister so like and there some of them are in the punk and then like it was just like we were where we lived like it made sense we lived in like this little tiny apartment and it was like some of those kids were in the punk like in the in the neighborhood and so it was like Hmm. I don't know from I can't really remember a time where I didn't like punk music because it was always around me like my mom was always playing it mm-hmm. and then the older I got like I think around like fifth and sixth grade was when I really started to define my own music taste so like my mom would be like oh, that band fucking sucks and I'd be like, <laughs> you're high that band's fucking sick like I remember her kind of like giving me shit I was like really into like rancid and those bands and she's like man shit's like bubblegum punk or something like she was just being like a hater she lived in like squats and shit like right like growing she did like the whole like i'm i'm a true punk when she was younger so like you know i can see why the like i was like i like real big fish she's like ska sucks and i'm like thanks mom like you know like that's hilarious like i would like i i think if anything like my my mom who like there's really no heavier music background with any of my family i'm kind of like if if you're thinking about a generational line i'm kind of the first but i think anything that i do musically and i send to my parents like they're just like oh yeah that's that's cool but like it's one (laughs) of those things that they don't understand but your mom like understands it but she's like yeah i think this shit is whack and you're like what what are you talking about (laughs) oh she's brutal like my my mom and like um my dad too because he was like he was more into like rap and stuff like and he he was more into that style but even he liked punk it was like funny he was like all into like rap and everything mm-hmm. he, he where he grew up was more in sack area 
So like he, he was into it. So when I started doing bands, it's funny because like, I'll do one band and they're like, I really like this. And then I'll do another band. And they're like, I don't really like this. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like, or like, I remember kind of telling me like, this isn't punk. And I'm like, it's, it's hardcore. She's like, whatever. Like, right. She really likes Scout. My okay. Mom loves yeah, Scout. I was gonna. I'm like, I hope she, what like, she, what you're doing right now, and if she's listening uh, to this podcast, is like, why are you promoting this band that that is trash? I'm like, well, no, Scowl is sick. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, <laughs> she likes Scowl a lot. She's like really into the style of that. She, she's all about it. She thinks it's sick. Like she, she loves Cat. She's like, oh, it's so sick. Like I, she always loves that. The other bands I was in, she was like really into. It's usually the bands I'm like. I don't know the bands I front. She like it's like oh, whatever. Thanks, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like whatever. Fuck you too. Like, like, you, you, go, know, like, you go back to guitar, Malachi. <laughs> no, nah, she because I did vocals first, but she was just like, yeah, it's just like heavier because I play I play in a band like called Lead Dream, and it's like more like oh you play Lead Dream. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, I play cool. Lead Dream. Yeah, so it's funny because like she's like this is like more like medley and i'm like whatever like you know she likes it but she likes scout more she was like that's more up her alley so. right yeah no and it's kind of funny <laughs> hearing your mom basically tell you like she's like yeah not for me yeah like, i thought but but it's also coming from a place where she's like like educated and she has her own actual taste versus like i don't understand this screamo music and you're like okay mom you'll never get it like <laughs> yeah no she's all with it like she's like this is sick and then she'll be like like she still likes like she likes all the bands i'm in but she has her favorites that's right. pretty much what she said she's like i like it you know it's just like i like this one more and i'm like cool whatever but <laughs> you know what i mean like do you know who your mom's like this podcast is about you but since we're talking about your mom for so long is there do you, do you know maybe a current band that your mom is like oh yeah this is really really sick because i think that's cool for a band to hear it's like you know, our age demographic is like, you know, 15 to 20, you know, something. But then it's like you get the one little like percentages of people like over 40 or over 50. So, yeah, that could be Malachi's mom. Who knows? Uh, maybe she she hasn't <laughs> told me like she's not like she's more plugged into like the, the punk like bands that she follows but like sure she likes the older ones like she's like i went and saw the damned like i was like cool like <laughs> these are really you know like that makes sense you know what I right. mean? like i right. like the damn but she's like that's like her, if if an old punk band's coming through like she's with it yeah so like <laughs> she's so about it well if malachi's mom is listening that's very sick uh <laughs> give a uh, led dream a try i think that band is also sick um so yeah malachi we've kind of talked about scowl a couple of times but yeah that's the main you know i guess project that i originally hit you up about um do you want to just tell me how that band came to be uh you guys are still a little newer as far as uh the first release was uh just at the beginning of 2019 but yeah just tell me how the idea of scowl came to be and we'll uh get into some of those details um it came i was driving with cat and she's like, I want to front a band. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And she was like, well, like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'll play guitar in it. She's like, you can't play guitar. It's like, I'll buy a guitar. And she was like. Because at this time, you were just doing vocals. No, I played bass in another band. I played oh, bass okay. in this band called Jawstruck at the time. Oh, and okay. So, yeah, that band's uh, too. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I played. I still do. But like, yeah, so she was like you don't play guitar and i was like i'll get one 
And um, I think she thought I was full of shit. And then like, I sent her like, I was like, all right, Kat, like I got a demo written and we're gonna do it. She mm-hmm. was like, what? And I suckered uh, Cole who plays drums and Josh Struck. I, I just kind of called him and he's like a little brother. So I was like, hey, Cole. He was like, what? I was like, you're gonna play drums in this more like punk hardcore influenced band. And he was like, all right. He's like, what are you playing? I was like, guitar. He was like, yeah, like he, I think he thought I was full of shit too. Right. Cause they like knew I didn't play. <laughs> and then one day I called him, I was like, we're going to practice tonight. We had like a practice spot down the street and like, yeah, we wrote the demo out and just kind of like went from there. And, uh, Kat had this idea and that we like, she like wanted to do like certain things for like what she wanted to do for the band, like imagery and all that. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you take you take that charge of all that and like write the lyrics and like you know if you hear something in the song you want to change but then I just started writing off them and for a while Tim for like to start it out Tim from Drain he played bass and uh he just to fill in till he found a bass player Mm. and then Jarrett from Led Dream also filled in on like a little run we did and then Bailey came in like I was like hey Bailey you want to want to play bass and uh it was it was awesome because he was like they're pretty tame they're pretty tame about it like when they first came on and they were like oh yeah like yeah i'm down and like they definitely um like kind of kept it low-key that they were a shithead just like me so (laughs) the first tour we went on it was like an hour in and bailey had just joined the band yeah and i looked over because they said something I was like you're just as bad as me and we both started laughing and Kat and Cole were just like oh fuck like and that's like I think that solidified it so that's how it kind of happened and what happened I've been playing guitar for like a month when we recorded the demo Mm. and so like I kept writing and like playing and so that's why the EP came out so quickly afterwards because I was like oh these these songs are way better I just wrote so like right I just kind of yeah so I don't know. I do this thing where I get like a, maybe I just get like manic. I don't know, but I'll just all of a sudden like no one will hear from me for a few days. And I'll just be like writing songs on my couch. Right. So like that's kind of how Scow was formed. And then we just kept everyone in the band just wanted a tour. So like by the time we had started recording the EP, I think it was, we had already done like a couple like small little runs like through the West coast. And then eventually we like, you know, we played like a fest down in LA. We played Unity Fest and like went from there. And yeah, we got, we did that tour with Punitive Damage and played like a fest up in, I think it's Tacoma. We played uh, just another gig. Oh, like, right. Yeah. 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 So like yeah. we just kept going. And so yeah, that's how Scout just got started. Yeah. And, yeah. It's very, it, it's, it's funny that I guess being with Kat, her just expressing, yeah, I want to be in a band. And you were like, all right, like let's let's turn the tires and and just get it moving because a lot of yeah like I'm sure there's loads of people that have either said it or thought it of just like oh I want to do this but you just like hit the gas immediately and you're like but let's not overthink lineups or any of that like like let's just go and like yeah it got pretty quickly off the ground it sounds like yeah that's like kind of just. I think the best way to do it is to be like, if you have an idea, like if you overthink it, you'll just like, 
I don't know, I think people won't do it. So it's just kind of like, well, let's do it. And then when you say you're going to do it, like follow through. Mm -hmm. So like, she was just like, all right, cool. And like, we went from there. And so it's been, it's cool that it kind of came out the way it did. And it's been going well since. So yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's been really cool to see that, you know, you had mentioned, you know, just, you know, going into writing mode and just being so like, you know, head down, like literally just like, no, no one talked to me for a few days. I'm, I'm, I'm going into writing mode. Um, but yeah, the, cause you guys put out the demo in March of 2019 and then mm -hmm. quickly did the EP in November of 2019. So is that just because you're like, let's just get better and newer songs out there? Um, yeah, well, we recorded the demo and like, I liked it. But then I, I had all these other ones and I kind of like found more of what I wanted to go for. Sure. Um, writing wise. And I was like, all right, like I've learned some things and I'm a little better at guitar. So let's, let's go from here. And then the same thing. I mean, we have a, we're going to be releasing an LP this year. So oh, like, cool. Okay. I, uh, the same thing happened like when right after the punitive damage tour, um, what happened was is like everything shut down and at the time i was working at this like restaurant and they shut down so i was like well i have nothing else to do mm -hmm. so i just sat there and wrote songs for the lp and then we recorded it so that's that's gonna come out hopefully by summer so cool yeah no i i <laughs> like it's funny looking at uh at the release schedule and it was like almost like <laughs> there's certain bands that just had releases like before they knew like COVID was going to hit, I'm like, where's this insider information coming from? But obviously that wasn't the case, but no, it was cool to see. Um, it, it's cool just to hear that the, the output strategy is not like, okay, let's baby these songs. It's like, let's just put stuff out and like, sounds like more music and more songs in one release is coming uh, qu quickly down the pipe, which is really cool. Um, I'd love to talk about the actual, uh, punitive damage tour, um, because, you know, it wasn't like you and Punity were the only bands who were on tour when the pandemic hit in full. Um, but yeah. it was funny to see that you guys were kind of the ones to kind of just finish up in time. And then everyone's going either back to Canada or, you know, back to California. So, um, yeah, just tell me about like, how strange was that for you like getting either messages from family members or like just seeing stuff on the news while you're trying to like have fun with your friends on tour and promote your band at the same time. Yeah. So we didn't see anything like that because everyone thought it was a joke. Like the COVID thing, like when we crossed the border going into Canada, I think it was like the second show and coming back through and all that. This was only like a week before the, the uh the lockdown right right and the news here no one was like covid's hitting hard we're gonna have to shut down that happened like the second to last day that the show the last day with that we were on tour that was when everything was going down mm -hmm. so like we kind of all of a sudden it got real in ventura which was the second to last day and um yeah so it was we would make jokes about it like, we were like, oh, COVID. Like, we didn't think it would, because no one was taking it seriously. Like, yeah. at the time, who was the president in the U.S. was like, 
they were saying it wasn't serious. So all the news and all the news sources were like not saying it was serious. And like, you know, I mean, I can't say that dude's the president at the time was a fucking idiot, but like, of course, you know what I mean? Like, so like there wasn't a lot of like COVID is a serious thing. The only person to tell me that it might be a serious thing. I think I was in, I remember this conversation because I thought I was like, there's no way this is happening. My cousin calls me and he's like, you're on tour. You got to go home. He's like, buy food and water. Like we're going to get shut down like Italy. And I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, okay. And then like three days later it happened. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like I was like, and like all the stores were bought out of food and like all this stuff. So like, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And, um, that was like everything was shutting down and I didn't know it was only ever on the drive back that things got weird. Like the masks thing, all that wasn't a thing on tour. So right, it was, it was weird to think that it's almost a year ago that this happened. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, it was, it was just more or less funny because no one anywhere was talking about it. Yeah. And, like, and like, just to go off what you're saying, I think, 90 i would say 95 percent of people were probably in the same boat where they're like oh here's this thing that's happening in china i'm in north america it doesn't affect me you can yeah you know you know look at memes but i i do remember specifically on one of the podcasts that i listened to the host was like talking about it and he was like i think this is going to be something and i i took that with a grain of salt because i'm like yeah like i don't know like especially being in canada like like not sure if someone's going to be traveling. Like you don't like, I wasn't even thinking about all the things that we talk about on the daily, as far as like how things spread around here then. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just like, I think it was exactly how you said it was something that literally happened within a 24 hour span of like, Oh shit, this is real. We have to take drastic measures and and lock it down. And I remember like specifically like, people going to like the grocery stores and like stocking up and there's like no toilet paper. And I I think me and my wife had just gone to Costco um, a week prior and just like got the big 24 roll or whatever. Uh, And I think, I think it actually came in two because my drummer at the time, he hit me up and he was like, there's no toilet paper anywhere. And I was like, dude, just, just come and take like four or whatever you need. So I like left those outside, but yeah, it was very just like wake up one day and then it's like, okay, I guess I have to do this today. Cause everyone else is doing this. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was strange to see bands be in the middle of the States, you know, a band, uh, like another big tour that was happening on that time was, uh, the, oh, what, I, I forget the tour name, but it was like Spite, I Am, Orthodox, ton of big like metal kind of bands. But they were like in the middle of like Minneapolis. And then like I Am is trying to like route shows home, like down to Texas. And it was just like everyone like really didn't know what to do. Yeah, it was weird. A lot of people were like shows were getting canceled. Um, people were flying home. And I remember it was happening as we were driving down. So the net, that day, like everyone changed their flights from punitive damage. It was like, we changed our flights for flying back. Right. And they all, we all like, that was that they just sent them home. Like, um, cause they were afraid they couldn't get back in. Yeah. So yeah. everyone flew back 
the next day and then we drove back and it, like I said like even driving back that day like where we were at no one was really worried like no one was like it shut down like it didn't shut down until we right when we hit back home mm. like right when we got home that was when I like talked to my bot like I showed up to work the next day and he was like we got to shut down and I was like really and mm. then sure enough like everyone was shut down for like a couple of weeks and it was just weird yeah so I don't know it was like it was more or less like at the time thinking about it it was funny that we were like teasing each other like about it like right, we were like you're right. gonna get COVID if you do that you know like and then sure enough like that was a thing like later on like yeah. we didn't even know anybody with COVID yet and then it hit it hit our area in like California it hit us harder later on like it was pretty serious out in New York and then like six months later it hit us more yeah and so yeah it, it's it's crazy to like just think about just the differences in our just normal lifetime. Um, yeah. Like to not just beat a dead horse as far as COVID talk. Cause I know like the news and literally anyone is talking about it. Like we'll, we'll jump off that subject. Uh, I do. I would like to chat about the tour itself. Um, do you have any like fond memories of that tour? Um, that, you yeah. Know, yeah that whole tour was just like, it was really fun. That was like one of the most fun like I've had on tour. Everyone in punitive damage was really fun to hang out with. And like, mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun. We took one van too. So like I actually drove the whole, the whole tour for the most part. I think oh, I stepped out okay. for like, but that was by design. I knew if I got bored and sat in the back of the van that like, I would probably just like get bored and start messing with everyone. And I didn't want everyone to get mad at me. So I was like, you're like, I, was like, I need to give myself drive. a task. So I'm not just yeah, like being yeah. an ass to everyone. Yeah. It's not like, it's more like just like mischievous stuff where they're like, you, are you seriously like bought like gas station cap guns to shoot at everybody? Like, <laughs> and like, that's happened many times before, like buying sure. poppers and like, you just get bored. Like it, when you're driving. So like, when you're not driving so i just drove as much as i could like there was times where i stepped back like for like an hour or something but it was it was fun like all the shows are really cool it was cool i never played canada before so that was really cool um everyone up there was really nice like so that was kind of like a like a different experience and so i i really liked i liked canada a lot i liked every show we played like everyone was at all the shows was really fun we played under a freeway overpass in Chico and yeah. that was a lot of fun. Um, we kind of, that was like kind of the plan starting out and then they found the venue and then the venue fell through. And then I was like, fuck it, let's do the overpass thing. Yeah. So like we did and it, it was like, that was like one of the most fun, like that was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, it was cool kind of going through like hanging out at different spots, the way it was rooted. Like we had some long drives here and there, but like, we had some pretty good drives where it was like, okay, we're already at the place. We could like get some food and hang out and see some friends that are down here. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It was great. There's a lot of like jokes, like you start getting like tour jokes in there. And like, I think the, my favorite thing was like picking up punitive damage where we got a big van, but we had a lot of stuff. Okay. So like one person had like pretty much like this one seat and it was like, in between everybody's shit in the back in like a corner okay and like everyone like you're using a suitcase seat. as your armrest kind of thing pretty much okay. yeah and like, <laughs> got the visual. 
we would just like be like all right who's going in like the pretty much like the fetus seat like you're in there dude like you're a baby like right so like it was a that was like that was pretty funny like it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of joking around and like I wish I could do it again right now like I think back and I was like it's kind of a good thing to end on before you go in the lockdown but like 100 percent I'm yeah I miss that a lot like and all the shows were really fun like there was no like I can't say there was a bad experience you know like some Mm -hmm. tours you go on and you're like that show sucked in the sense of like you know something happened weird someone's gear broke like we we everything that did like any hiccup everyone problem solved really fast so like yeah that was a lot of fun I um that band's great too it was fun playing with them every night like punitive damage is a really good band yeah yeah steph got to she came on the podcast like i think i always try to land which episode everyone is because my my memory's all like photogenic or Mm -hmm. photographic um yeah i think she yeah yeah (laughs) definitely not photographic um i think she is episode 23 i feel like that's wrong but i i want to i want to check myself uh oh 21 i was too off but yeah she was very early on um but yeah she got to talk uh about that tour and some of the the cool things like the the overpass show um you know like people like kicking up dirt like while they're two-stepping and stuff like like what was um what was like because how how quick was that as far as like first note to like we got to tear down because she she was mentioning it was like close to like a police station and just there's people walking yeah, their dogs like, so you never know we so we switched it up like they had instead of like having the opener the openers played last like the local oh, bands okay because they're like we want to see the bands that are touring yeah so, just in case something yeah shit hits the fan yeah, yeah yeah so that's like we started but it went super smooth and like didn't sound bad and the generator ran and kids had fun and then it was like um one major thing about it was like it like we thought it was going to get shut down quick nothing like they could have a show there every week it seems like it'd be fine so like it was kind of close to a police station but i don't think they heard it nor i mean i don't think because the cared. overpass it, is like drowning out like i'm sure yeah like majority the of overpass the, it's kind of like a little echo chamber and like so it was cool. Like Chico's a cool scene too, because it's like scans and punks, and like it was like you know it was a lot of fun, and it was definitely one of those where it was like, let's see if this works, and it came out to be like perfect. Like yeah. it was. So that was, I was pretty stoked on that show. Like that's probably one of my favorite shows I ever played. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Like things. I think the weirdest part of that tour was when we got pulled. We got pulled into secondary, and like they're kind of like like they wouldn't let me through the border at first oh so like but well, it was secondary like coming, screening for for yeah class, but okay. it was like but it was not going into canada it was coming back i was okay. like what you're gonna like keep me in canada like <laughs> i live here and i was like all right fine like banned in the usa i guess like that they got me out and now they're like you're not coming back in and i was like this was your plan all along wasn't it so like when that happened like i thought like i was like oh shit like they're gonna like what were they holding you for i think the dude just had like a quota to fill or something Mm. like 
he was like he had a bunch of those yellow tags when he sent someone there and everyone else didn't i was like so this this guy is just a tag guy like you pick this line you're going so like i don't know we weren't doing anything wrong so i was like a little i was like whatever like yeah we went in and then we went in and handed them our passports and like they walked up to the van and opened it and like they looked at it like i saw them do it and like saw the shit in there and they were like nah just shut the door and oh. like, you guys could go and i was like cool <laughs> he's like this <laughs> this looks like too much work and yeah pretty work. much and like i was like why are you even giving a shit so like we had to do that and they were like yeah i don't know it was it was kind of it was funny but it was just more or less funny that like we got i was like what they're like so what bands did you play with where did you play and they're like kind of giving us the you know grilling me about it i was yeah. like we played here we were here for one day like and they're like are you bringing stuff back to sell and i was like no like so we we got we got through fine and it, we played the show that night and it was really fun so yeah it was just kind of funny that we got pulled in i was like whatever like <laughs> that guy had a stick up his ass that day i guess i don't yeah. know he was yeah like i guess like border people have to you know like they can't just like green like just hit the green light and put their feet up like they have some kind of they they do have a job to do but like i'm sure it's just like maybe just a quota thing like you were saying just like yeah i did you know pull in 10 people or whatever the numbers are yeah it was so fun because he was like pretty rude for no reason i was like ah of course we got this guy (laughs) so that was funny i mean like i'm trying to think like the because there's like a lot of driving so like weird things will happen we were like skating at every stop so like everyone had their skateboards so like if you park someone would start skating and like that was really cool and like hanging out in the different areas and like kind of kind of going around was fun like certain spots i hadn't been to before but yeah that was it was funny like the la show too we played in a it was kind of wet out and we played at um this house that has a lot of shows there and it it was funny because like there was one plug like and if someone hit it everything went out so like someone was like oh. kind of blocking the plug for all like the lights the the amps that thing and like it had just rained so like i was a little like oh man like if this plug gets wet like things are gonna go bad right so like someone's getting electrocuted or something yeah pretty much and like it was funny because like you would see there's like a like this like loose outlet it was plugged into and someone hit it it'd be like and I was like all right like so it was really fun like because usually they do outdoor shows but because it was kind of wet they put everyone in this like garage that they had right and I love those like I played big shows and I played like garage shows and I love the like small spaces especially like from Santa Cruz we have like pretty small venues like the DIY ones yeah but we still have a lot of fun so I I feel pretty at home in those situations so yeah I feel like punk hardcore um any any spot that that you get to play that is unconventional like there's no stage there's no like professional pa setup like those shows are good and dandy and have their place but just as important um just to keep this like like spirit of just like diyness is like Mm -hmm. playing in someone's basement playing at like the hot dog restaurant that like like this show sucked ass, but I was playing in this band. We drove all the way from Winnipeg to Peoria, Illinois, and we played a coffee oh, nice. shop. 
Um, and it, this is one of the strangest shows I've ever played. Um, and, and, and it ties into one of the best shows I've ever played. So bear with me. But uh, we drove to Peoria. We show up at this show and this guy's like, yeah, I have all my friends. And I've like, since this show, I searched like, is there hardcore in Peoria, Illinois? And they have like banging shows, you know, Incendiary has gone through and a couple really? other bands. But we show up at the show and um, it's, oh, this is, like, I'm just thinking about it. And it's so like, I can't believe this is happening. So the, the promoter was like, oh yeah, I got all my friends coming. There was no one, there was like, no one there and his band was supposed to play first it was like three bands i was in one of the touring bands his mm -hmm. band he was playing guitar and doing vocals and he was so crushed that like none of his friends showed up at the show that he was like i don't want to play my set so we rolled up and they're playing but it's just bass and drums like it looks like we just rolled in on someone's practice space at a show like it was <laughs> I was like, That's awesome. uh, what's going on? So like we go inside, they like finish up their set and we're like, is this it? And it's a coffee shop. So it's like this little corner by the windows where the bands are playing. And then like all the seating is blocked off, but there's someone still at the, like the coffee bar, just kind of like closing down or whatever. And mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, uh, you can put your shit here. Um, there's also some chili and he made like vegan chili and it was I was like, oh, okay. So, like, appreciate a free meal. It mm -hmm. was the hottest chili I've ever had in my life. He's like, took, like, a sriracha, like, <laughs> 10 hot sauce bottles and, like, put them all at the same time. So, I had, like, three bites. I was like, I can't eat this. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, the, the show just was awful. At the very end, he was like, I'll give you guys a place to stay. But at the end of the show, he's like, ah, like, my fiance is... And so, we had to, like you know, do the whole, like, okay, 11 dudes in, like, a motel room. Um, so then we're driving oh, yeah. to Wilmar, uh, Minnesota. Is that right? Yeah. And um, we played a house show, and we were in this, like, tiny basement. The walls were, like, that, like, barn style, so they were kind of, like, mm -hmm. rounded like that. And it was, I don't know why someone had the heater going in that, but it was hella hot, but it was, like, people were just like going like it was one of those like low ceilings but people were still yeah. swinging their arms like maniacs so like to have like that was my first like touring experience so i was like i drove all the way to play this whack-ass show the the <laughs> last show better be like something but it was like so fun that it was like everything in peoria that sucked ass was made up by that but again yeah. that's just like a long-winded way of me just saying like some of the most memorable shows or most fun shows are when you look around and you're like, we shouldn't be having a punk or hardcore show here, but we are. So we might as well just like enjoy every second of it. Oh yeah. That's like every show we used to book in like coffee shops here, this coffee shop called Perg's. We booked a lot of shows there. And then like you play this spot called Sabroso. That's like this little anarchist, like book collective. It's really small, but we've put like, big ass band like i'm sorry this thing's like the size probably of a living room and like we've put like a lot of bands in it and so that one's really fun and then like like on tour like there's uh this place called core house it's like a really small like punk house it's mm -hmm. i'll play there and that was like one of my favorite shows ever and then playing like 
playing on the floor with people flying into you and like that energy and just the chaos that's like I love that like if I that's just kind of what I like to play you know but I like playing like stages I don't necessarily know what to do sometimes when there's like a lot of room because I'm like right. what the fuck is I can move like and like it kind of like you know you have like monitors and stuff and like I'm so not used to that that it almost throws me off playing in like a I guess what you would consider like, like a professional environment yeah yeah right, right, right. and yeah. I'm like can we like play on the floor and like we don't even need monitors like I could hear the bass like let's go and so you know playing under an overpass or like playing in a house show or stuff that to me is like I love that you know I like playing the stages too and like hope to play more you know and I like playing like those shows but I also like you know even if a band is like massive if they're willing to play a small you know small venue like a DIY venue I think every band should stay true to that like if you're in a huge band that's like on a big label and stuff like and you're not if you're like oh you know like I'm not really into it right and it's like oh like did you start out playing these shows and they're like well yeah and it's like so you're too good for them now huh right. like you know like <laughs> too good for the little people huh like yeah you know, so. right no uh, it, it does make me think that you know there's a lot of layers to it but like you know even when shows do come back eventually like where will the spots that people will be throwing shows if if their local diy spot is like maybe went out of business and couldn't stay afloat so yeah you might see a, a huge period of time that there's house shows or just like people that book a space and kind of trick them that it's like a hard like that's always the funny thing where it's like hey can we have a music event here and then it's like you didn't tell me people were going to be jumping on yeah. one another <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that'll be interesting to see uh but i i also like the point that you just brought up like having um like i personally would love to have more of those like hey trapped under ice is playing um this hundred cap room tonight and then it's like yeah. first come first serve and people can kind of show up like oh i've done that yeah yeah they, with that band so like, <laughs> they, they they're down like they're cool like they're, yeah we literally were like you're gonna play this the back of this like restaurant right and like i pretty much told the guy who owned it i was like i'm not turning anyone away and he was like all right and it was like hundreds of people fit into this place and like it was like yeah like that's that's they're down like they're which cool bands like that when they're like you know tui they they were like yeah we'll play whatever mm -hmm. like and they played it and i was like that's sick you know like you're i love seeing that those are the best shows but it's yeah. so crammed and people are just like going ape shit and like it looks like the sea of people like yeah that's always fun i mean from coming from like being at the show and or like playing the show when you're playing a show and it's like everyone's on one side of the room and you just see blank down the middle you know what i mean like they're on either wall and they're like waiting for the breakdown it's like yeah that's like the like the massive like horseshoe thing like you know i get sure. like it's to give people room but like so when everyone's like crammed in there and like jumping and singing along and having fun like that's the that's the most fun i i don't mean to sound like i'm you know, any show is fun to play, but it's like, that is like, that's one of the things where it's like, it's even better when they're yeah. crammed in there. Yeah. Packs. It's kind of like you put, um, you put the pot 
under boiling water, which is the music, and you just keep the lid on, and then eventually it's gonna just you know yeah drive people to to go nutty. So yeah, I'm very very looking forward to that. I'm sure a lot of people listening or watching right now are just like, yep, me too. Like I'm just yeah. itching, itching for <laughs> that. Like time. I'm gonna I'm gonna I hope my goal, my hope is like it started out when we started booking shows in Santa Cruz, like every band that played people were going like ballistic for like they're just like this like opening band is going to get a good reaction all the way to the ending band you know what i mean then as time when the scene builds people get a little more jaded they're kind of like watching the opening band warming up and i was like all right like my hope is that people are going to be so happy to see shows that we get a good time of people like you know really going off for the openers in the second third and fourth you know like 100 percent. that's what i hope like i'm like i'm booking five bands on a wednesday night you guys are gonna mosh for all of them like you know right I mean? like weekdays any holidays we're doing it so <laughs> we're it's doing like it. <laughs> yeah you're gonna and you're gonna be thankful for it like thanksgiving dinner nope hardcore show yeah, tonight exactly <laughs> and every single band is gonna have a good reaction because yeah. you know this could be taken away from us at any time like honestly man i i i lean more on the optimistic side of things where i think a lot of you know i'm already seeing a lot of really cool positive things that are coming like and it sounds like like obviously like no one wanted this pandemic but a lot of people are still like doing cool shit in the midst of that like i think i think people are writing now not thinking about how like how it's going to be received live if that makes sense i think people are just writing shit that they like and putting it out because that's the only thing that they can do and then eventually Mm -hmm. it'd be like oh i i wrote these like crazy i wrote this crazy power violence like record i need to figure out how to do a band of this so yeah I, i do think i lean more on the side of i think i think how my the adrenaline that will run through my body when it's the very first band and the guitar turns on as like, we're about to play and we're the first band that will play this, you know, fill in the blank local show is Mm -hmm. just going to be insane. Um, It's going to be, it's going to be wild. Like I'm, I'm wondering how, how people I'm hoping they're just like, they just lose it. Like all of a sudden, all that pimped up energy, they just snap and it's like, right. All right. Like, Let's keep this going for as long as we possibly can. hundred so. um, percent. My dog's just barking in the background. So if anyone hears oh, that's that, good. that's why. <laughs> so I wanted, you know, shifting back to Scowl stuff. So you guys put out the two releases. Um, I think that actually the first time that I actually heard about you guys uh, was when you did the, the video for Pretty Selfish uh, Creatine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that, am I uh, pronouncing petty- that? Petty. Petty, selfish, cretin. Cretin. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you guys did that video. Um, I think I think Sammy from Drain shared it, and then I checked it out. Um, so just tell me about, like, the vision of that video. Um, you know, there's a bunch of, like, Santa Cruz homies in it. So, yeah, tell yeah. me some of the behind-the-scenes of how that came to be. Um, I started a group chat with, like, everyone, and I was like, hey, we're going to do this video. And people showed up and then I, I filmed it and I had this idea. So we're going to be doing another video. And I learned from my mistake in the last one of 
I had the idea and I knew what I was doing, but I was telling everyone else like, no, no, don't walk that way. Like you got to come this way. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking? You didn't even share with us. You just put us in this ditch that you skate. And like, I, I used to skate that ditch and like, I still do, but like we all go there and a few of us always go there. And like, you know, people like spray paint there and like, you know, or like they do graffiti and whatnot, but it's like kind of like, you know, people just like, do whatever down there there was like this mattress down there which god knows what people were doing down there on that thing but like you know there's this tunnel and like all this so like i was kind of like all right for sure like come down and we'll, we'll do this thing and so over uh excuse me um the idea was like let's just do what we do you know and so like i had these certain shots i had ideas in but it was kind of just documenting, like, I wanted it to look like a home video. Like, here's me and my friends. And, like, what it's been, my my buddy was, like, he was, like, oh, it reminds me of, like, Freaks and Geeks. Like, the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and it I definitely was like, has that vibe. I was, like, perfect, because that's kind of what we are. So I was, like, <laughs> cool, like, we're Freaks and Geeks. And that's kind of, like, everyone in Scow is, like, we're all weirdos. So, like, and we just joke around. So, the video was just kind of capturing that. I didn't want any, like, I got tired of seeing live videos of like, like, just like, here's a video of someone moshing and here's us singing. And then I was like, I want to just have fun and make like a video. Mm. And like, so we did that. And then I sat down, Kat and I did it together. Like I edited it. And then she was like, I don't really like this. And then we'd like bicker and like, oh, I like this. And then she would be like, all right, cool. And like, so like she helped me with that. And like, we went over it and we did the video, but that what you saw was kind of the image I had for it. I just didn't necessarily communicate that to everyone. So everyone showed up and they're like, so what are we doing? Right. <laughs> I was like, and like, I was like this. And they're like, what do you mean? What's this? And I was like, oh, no, I got the idea, but it's not like I had like actors and like a shot log and like, here's exactly how we're going to do this. Sure. I was like, kind of like, let's see what happens. And so, <laughs> that video came out and that video did a lot because i just we just posted on twitter and we're like hey let's check out this we released it as a single for the ep mm. and everyone was like this is sick and i was i was really happy it got well received and people liked it yeah. i was like cool like and that was just like you know going off of what we had already started so yeah i'm uh yeah i'm happy people liked that that was a lot of fun to do like i like filming a lot so yeah yeah was, uh, it's, it sounds very it's very similar to what you were saying before like uh you just started and it wasn't really asking for for permission it was just like yo like we're gonna do this video you're in the group chat now so you better say yes <laughs> yeah pretty well it's it's one of those things where like we all like we're pretty tight-knit but like everyone knows like they could like they need to move you know what i mean right. they need to do this like they know they could call me so like I don't expect anything in return, but I almost feel like it works out where I'm like, you got to be in this project thing I'm doing. And they're like, all, all right, like, yeah. it's you. So I'll do it. Like, I guess my Sunday, like, I guess I was going to barbecue, but we could do that after, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. so like, it's like, it's, it's all about that. It's like, I was just like, all right, here's what we're doing. And it came together. And that's like, everyone was like, all right, I like this. Yeah. Like, and, and so, and it was good in the sense, like, you're right. Like, whether it's a punk band, a hardcore band, a punk hardcore band, um, a lot of music videos that are well shot or edited are very like everyone's seen that that live video, the live music video. Yeah. Everyone's seen that, you know, 
God, God forbid the band video in the forest and you know, those kind of things. Oh yeah. That's, oh man. So, that's... so just doing things differently, actually, I'm sure if you guys did a normal hardcore band music video, maybe not as many people would have checked it out, but because it was so different, um, mm -hmm. it, it was just like, it was more not inviting, but it wasn't as like, it wasn't something that people could easily expect. Yeah. That was like, that's like what I want to do with everything is kind of like, that's like the basis of Scal too. In general, it's like Kat has her, like the things she likes and she really likes hardcore and punk and like, so does Bailey and Cole and all this, but like what we, what I noticed and like I'm playing bands like this is like heavy bands and stuff is like everything, everyone was putting on t-shirts and like all this stuff. They're putting like, here's a, like, here's a gun, you know, or here's like, <laughs> here's a guy getting stabbed and i'm like right. that shit's sick like you know I, I i like that but at the same time i'm like that, you know i already have the always, gun shirt or i have yeah, the guy getting stabbed shirt yeah you know like they're like you know all these album covers it's all these like angry evil looking things and i i like it i like all that stuff um but me being like into punk and like you know, being kind of into this, like the stuff I am, whether it's like oi or punk or hardcore, I kind of like saw the norm in hardcore. And it's like, we were, we all of us were just kind of like, you know, what's funny, like, you know, it'd be punk to do or like, just like be against it is like, put a flower on it or like, put duckies on a shirt or something, you know, like, you like, it's, it was almost like going, like, I saw what everyone was doing. And like, you know, that's like the shirts that we make or something like that. It was, it's kind of like, we love all those shirts. Like where we see someone like curb stomping a cop. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. But like, at the same time, it's kind of like, sometimes it's funny to do something like the opposite For sure. and still be, have the same beliefs, the same approach, the same, like, you know, the same attitude to everything, but it's kind of like, you know, it's, if you take yourself too seriously, you start to become like, to you start to become like a joke in yourself where you're like, we're here to like say, fuck you to all that. And then like, it gets to the point where you become like, you're setting a norm. That's like, it's like, I've seen that shirt, you know, or like yeah. I've seen, you know, and we're not doing anything super different by doing what we're doing. Cause it's like, um, other bands have like flowers and stuff. And that's sick. Like I just, I don't know. I like kind of the fun vibe of it. Like hardcore is fun, you know, yeah. like it, when you're like doing a front flip onto a bunch of people or something like that's fun. Like it's all about fun. It doesn't all, it's not all like heavy and stuff like that. Like, and so that was, I think for me, what I like about the band is like, in the end of videos, like this is just fun. Like yeah. it's meant to be fun and it's supposed to be what we like doing for fun. Like, you know other aspects of my life or other people's life might not be fun so this is fun i don't have to take like i don't have to present it in a way where it's like we're we're like we're super hard you know what i mean it's right. like i don't give a shit what people think on that you know what i mean yeah you can think i'm hard or not i don't care you know so yeah as much as music is like you know it is like something that you hear it's not something that you're necessarily like you put like like there's so many different layers to it. Like, yes, like it's waveforms as far as making music, but there's like, you open your eyes and you see the album artwork, you see the members of the band, you see how they perform live. And then you see, you feel like what the shirts are and like 
the records and like there's a lot a lot of sensory stuff that goes on but naturally mm-hmm. like you know going back to what we were saying as far as photographic not photogenic photographic um yeah <laughs> you know a lot of visual things tied to hardcore as far as like you know lots of punk records are just like black and white and you mm-hmm. don't see that in a lot of other styles of music maybe like death metal or something but mm-hmm. that is like bare bones kind of matches mm-hmm. the music um but yeah i think i think hardcore like in the last few years has been moving into this like not anything goes mentality but it uh, is allowing people to experiment and try different things like like yeah. you don't have to only have the the cop getting killed shirt you can have the flower shirt you could do mm-hmm. the shirt that's lime green and you know like no one is saying no and that's a huge reason why people get into hardcore ultimately at the beginning they're like hey here's a music genre where i can just start and there's not like you know some weird taste make metal tastemaker or like country music tastemaker who's who's got a approve me and then put me onto the show you could literally like put your head down for two weeks write the write a demo put it out on twitter and then like people will be like yeah like let's get together and put you on a fest or put you on a show or whatever so yeah exactly and that's what i love about like you know like i love all the sides of it in that sense where like i like a lot of like the heavier bands and like that sort of thing so I, I get what's going on there and I like it a lot. I'm in bands like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted, you know, when we started this band, the goal was like, let's have fun and like, let's do whatever we think is fun. Yeah. And like, not really care. Like if, if you don't, if people don't like it, that's okay. I'm happy people do, you know? And like, I think that it's sick that like when people, you know, come out to the show and have fun, it's music we like to listen to. So in, in a way it's, it's nice that it's something that we're like, doing for ourselves and also like people relate to it and I, I'm, I'm thankful for that because like when when we do get to do stuff like that it's it's really cool like it's like all right this is exactly we're not putting off an image that's not us you know it's not like there's I mean I'm sure you I've seen a lot of bands where it's like I know where like the kid came from you know what I mean like you sure. know I know those people and they're like it's like cosplay hardcore where I'm like <laughs> dude you never did any of that and then there's bands that are real about it and like there's like the bands where it's like yeah like they're talking about all like yeah they have like i don't know whatever they have on their shirt like all this like they're trying to be like hard as shit and i'm like uh you're not hard though you know what i mean so like i that's the thing with like with scow especially it's like it's, it's not pertaining to be anything we're not and so right that's what I, I really, to me, it's fresh. It's like, for me, it's fun, you know? So like, yeah, that's what, when people are down with that, I, I really like that. Like, I'm, I'm really happy that, that we have a place so far. Sure. Um, I know on your Spotify, um, there's the icon for you guys. is just uh, the flower and it's like the angry flower. I, I'm curious yeah. if, if you guys are, you know, th- there's a lot of flower-esque-ness to your, uh, to your overall band but does the angry flower is that like a like a character in the scowl verse or like or is that just like we put an angry face on a flower because we didn't have a live picture or something we have a lot of live pictures it was i don't know like what i just liked it one of our friends drew it and i was like i'm gonna put this as like the icon yeah and like 
I just thought it was cool. Like we haven't um we haven't put it on a shirt or anything. Actually, it did go on uh there was like a logo he did with that angry flower and he sent it to us and we put it on bucket hats. Oh. And like a very a very limited amount. Mm. And we did those on the last tour. And so I, I just put I liked that flower and like the the little angry flower because it's like it's angry and like and it's, it's a, a flower, flower. <laughs> yeah so i was like that's funny to me so like right i just thought it was funny so i put it we put it on there and yeah. so yeah is it a I, i'm sure it's a given that the the lp that's coming out is gonna have some kind of flower as well i feel like we would not be uh we would not be true to ourselves if we didn't <laughs> put a flower on it. I've seen the, I will say, I've seen the artwork. The artwork's done. It's ready to go. I really like the artwork. And cool. the artwork itself, like the people we worked with on it and everything, uh, haven't been announced yet, but it's it goes with what kind of like what we're doing. And um, yeah, there's for sure going to be a flower on it. Like that's right. going to there's a flower on it and there's there's other aspects of it and you'll see like some more stuff i think what we're trying to do like you know the next video coming out and everything like we have a we have a plan for it that i'm really excited for and um that one i'm gonna try to uh if anyone's listening who's my friend who i've already told to come in the video i promise i'm gonna tell you what we're doing beforehand <laughs> so i'm not just being like you're doing it wrong like we yeah. got it and they're like, you didn't tell me what we were going to do. So like, yeah, there's more plan to it. Um, yeah. If there's a, if, if it's said on the podcast, it it's from the heart. It's not just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> this was not planned at all. It's like, uh, yeah, but there's going to be a flower for sure. Like it's going to, I'll tell you this, it's going to be different than the other flowers. <laughs> okay. So Interesting. it's, it's going to be an evolution in the flower process that is scout. So yeah. Um, well that like that's a whole thing of its own like being able to you know artwork i've learned over the last few years is so important to like match not match with your music but not have that be so disconnected because sometimes you'll see yeah. artwork and you'll listen to the band and you're like what like i don't like i don't understand like but sometimes it is good like even with my band um someone has looked at the artwork and then they've listened to it and it's like that wasn't what i expected but like it it's sick how you guys uh connected yeah. those two so absolutely like obviously like i i think oh the the main point i was going to bring up was like being able to tie your albums mm -hmm. and your eps together so it's not just like here's the red album where we did this and then here's like this weird black and white thing and there's no correlation because mm -hmm. your music is going to naturally like evolve and like have mm -hmm. the next step up. So your album should like tie to that as well. And, and yeah. you should like think about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it does like it's, it shows the evolution. Like I believe these songs are like the best ones we've written. Uh, and I like a lot of the older songs. Like we're still going to play those as well. Like mm -hmm. they're not even that old. They're like a, not even two years old. At this <laughs> right. Point. So it's like, you know, so like I'm really stoked that it all flows into each other, but mm. it shows the evolution and the progress as a band. Now from there, um, the album artwork shows it's more serious in the sense of like, it's, it's really well done. And so like originally starting out, we just did all the artwork in like my living room. So right. like, it was like us doodling on shit and like collaging it and stuff like that. So 
from this one, we had someone do the art. And so I'm just like, I'm really stoked on that because they killed it. And I was like, I can't draw like that. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> right. You know, and I, I would kind of didn't want to, like, I was like, these are better. Like, um, I like seeing stuff like that. And it's like, I like when bands kind of take it and show what they've grown into. And then like, it's like watching someone mature over time. Like, yeah. Like when you're a kid, you're like, I'm really in the skate. Like, people go through phases and stuff, but it's nice to have a correlation all the way from like point A to the end of when the band decides to stop that they've kept a similar thing throughout all their, all the band. They've never changed. They've never strayed from, what the band was and I think that's a really important thing when bands do that it's like I really like that it's like uh Drain's one of those bands like I'm they're good friends and like I've watched them from the start to now like they never really lost the things they were doing Mm -hmm. you know so like they always kind of had they rode for Santa Cruz they always had like a a beach kind of vibe and they've kept that through like the whole time and even like if they thought about changing it, everyone was like, nah, you're not allowed to like, that's, that's it. Like, you, this is you now it's branding. Yeah. You know, it's like, it'd be like if gorilla biscuits decided not to do the gorilla anymore, you know, I'd be right. like, what the fuck? You <laughs> like, can't, what? you're gorilla biscuits. You got to have the something involved in the gorilla. Right. So like, it's just bands like that. I really like when bands do that. So that's what we're trying to like keep in. Yeah, no. Yeah, it is funny how you brought up Drain as a, as an example because musically I agree there there have been it's been a natural wave of like hey, we're a thrashy hardcore band and then it like it just become it, it it's it's always when bands the more music that they write and it's like yeah, this is our sound, then it becomes mm-hmm. like yeah, there's certain like subgenres that you could like like tack on, but ultimately like Drain sounds like Drain scowl sounds yeah. like scowl um so i yeah. i will say the first time i saw drain i remember i was talking with sammy i was like so um so i filmed their set they when they played vancouver in 2019 mm-hmm. and i was like okay you need to tell me which logo you want me to use for the video because you guys have like <laughs> five different logos and he's like oh yeah. sorry we're bad, bad at that but now now the branding for drain is on point for sure <laughs> that's they they like really like we're just like all right here it is and like people just send them shit all the time they're like oh let's put this on something you know like so like that's kind of like one of those things i will say this the scowl lp um we you can see where we stay true to everything but we threw some curveballs in there for people and by that i mean like there's a song on there that you'll hear and you'll be like this sound like it sounds like us but it's um it's a whole different style of song Hmm. and like that's always where like if you listen for for the way like we write stuff is like there's a lot of bass lines like almost like the bass fills are like what i would call like the leads almost like the added in and that's on purpose because like i listen to like you know being involved in like the skin scene and stuff like that like and like listening to a lot of oi that's what i heard like it was like rhythm and then you hit so we, we kind of incorporated that into like the other stuff we like with like hardcore and um we we had to throw some stuff in there too of for course like, yeah for, to show that we can like i think it just diversifies what we can do um and not just like hey we're just like hardcore punk band it's like ah oh, check check what check this out we'd yeah. like to throw it in there you know like 
yeah some weird stuff because i like when bands do that it's like all right throw a little weirdness in here and have fun yeah like i i i myself went on another podcast and and my guest uh i'm, I'm blank on his name i I'm, I'm really sorry if you're listening but um uh <laughs> he asked me a really great question. He was like, what do you think makes a really good hardcore song? And I like, I had to think about it. And the first answer I give, I gave wasn't, it wasn't to the degree of what I wanted to say. So I was like, so I retracted it. And in my, my final answer was ultimately a good hardcore song to me is when it keeps me on my toes. And so mm -hmm. whether it's like, I'm listening to drain and I know what drain sounds like, but then you throw this kind of part in here and I'm like, what? And like, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I'm in, I'm invested in the band. So even if it doesn't make sense to me on the first lesson, I'll go back and listen to it 10 times to be like, okay, you're this, but you did this, which is outside of it. And I need to understand that. And then over time it's like, oh yeah, this is very sick. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I do. I am you gotta, excited. Sorry, you go. Oh no, no, it's, it's um, we have a saxophone on one song, so Whoa, just that's my okay. that's my teaser for it. We threw a sax in there. <laughs> that just is to, the ultimate tease. Oh yeah, that's like the that was the thing where like everyone was like a saxophone. I was like a fucking saxophone. Let's go. Like they're like all right. Like let's see how and that like the our homie just came for one practice. He's like oh I got you and like came in and like did basically did a guest spot but with a saxophone. Okay. So like we got the sax in there we got uh, we have some people doing guest spots in there and like, well well um, if there was anyone on the fence about checking that out it's the saxophone to pull the rest of those people over oh you'll you'll hear it and you'll be like they, they did it they put a sax in there <laughs> well i mean like you know listen to punk fear had a saxophone in some of their stuff you know right. like french Oi, they had some you know like you had bands that had like camera silence and it's like uh they had saxophones in it, you know, like stuff where like you hear stuff. So I was like, we should add a sax in just one song. Just yeah, let's just see what happens. Song. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, why not? And, and hopefully, you know, once that comes out and you guys get to play shows um, and, and hopefully our paths are able to cross in person, you can have the sax homie on deck. So it's like, you could do that live. Cause I would love to see that. He might have to, he might be, he might have to do it. He might just, we might just start bringing more sacks in the stuff later on. And like, he's like, I guess this is me now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm the saxophone guy that comes out for this song. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, well, Malachi, we, sh we should start to wrap up the show here. This has been really fun chats uh, with you. Um, the last uh, question I ask all my guests is a favorite mosh story that they would like to share. So that doesn't necessarily need to be like, I did this to this person or this happened to me at, at this show, whatever's the first thing to your mind is kind of how we ended off. Huh? That's a weird one. Cause like, I, I was like thinking about it. Um, the favorite, there's a lot of funny ones that have happened. I like when funny things happen. Right. Like, so one of my favorite ones is our friends had like, we were grilling outside of this venue we book at. Okay. And it's this little venue called Sabrosa. I talked about it earlier. Yeah. And um, we would all like, you know, the cool, like there's like beams you could hang off of. So there's a bunch of pictures of people like hanging off the beams, like, you know, wild, like people front flipping off the desk into like the crowd and like all that. I love, that's like my favorite. 
one of them we were barbecuing and like you know there's a bunch of us are like vegan and like we're vegetarian and so like he comes in and he's swinging like these you know how they come in like plastic like they're the sausages will come in like plastic oh and, and, like, and you peel them off they're like they're like links well like you know i've seen videos of people like swinging chains around and stuff like oh it's sorry back no. into like the uh the general side of like santa cruz is um he comes in swinging like sausages like nunchucks and they break off and hit everybody <laughs> and then i i'm not sure if it was the same night but it was like everyone was like dressed up because it's around halloween oh, and okay. uh i had a i went as like a baby so i had like an adult diaper on and like I remember someone ran up behind me and like yanked the diaper and it broke. So I had to catch it like before it fell. Okay. And I was like, I hate you so much. And this was like, while I was in the middle of the pit. Oh, so I was like, Oh fuck. So I caught it and like, didn't have to, nothing came out, but I was like, I can't believe you. Like (laughs) at the same time I was running the show and I was like fixing it and I had to kick these dudes that just walked in and like tried to like you know do whatever they're just being idiots and they're like people are moshing into me and i was like who are you guys they just walked in off the street and like walked past yeah so i was like telling them they had to leave so i'm I'm, like arguing with this person after just like have like tape on this diaper (laughs) and like have to kick them out while i'm wearing this diaper and i'm pretty (laughs) sure that same night was when the nunchuck sausages happened so it was just like a weird night of like funny things that were happening that's probably one of my favorite stories of like that happens right and i was like it was just one thing after another and i mean not to i know we gotta wrap it up other one was bad was when sammy decided to take someone had a pint of ice cream for whatever reason and they were playing a show and he decides that he's gonna take the guy like hands him the ice cream while he's playing and like you know you're not thinking at the time and just takes it and starts like dumping it on the dude and so like ice cream's going everywhere over everyone and i'm watching and i was like oh and i was like i gotta clean this up like i gotta be able <laughs> to clean this up so i'm watching that everyone's all happy they're like i got ice cream on me like who brought the ice cream and i was like who brought the fucking mop because yeah. i gotta clean this now so like Sammy and I cleaned it. He was totally like, oh, my bad, bro. Like, I'm going to clean it. And I was yeah. like, cool. Like, Good guy, like, Sammy. He's like, no, no, uh, I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah. Oh, of course. That's like, he's like one of my best friends. So I know he's not going to leave me with the fucking ice cream mess. But he like, that was one of, when I was watching it, it was one of those like, oh, damn it. Like, I was stoked. I thought it was funny, but it was like. As, as I, soon as like the ice cream is out of his hands and like on the ground and on this person, you're like. Uh, like i will yeah. i'm responsible for for this unfortunately and everyone else is it like, was ice cream every, it's one of those things where like when you're running the show and you're like everyone's like yeah and you're just like no but like they think it's so sick like, that was awesome and they're like right. leaving the show like oh i'm sticky from ice cream and i'm like ah. you know yeah. like that's awesome <laughs> So like shit like that, like it was the same thing with the sausage. There's sausage fucking everywhere on the ground that night. So like I had to 
buying sausages everywhere. So those are like, those are, I can't put, those are all tied for first. Right. Well, I don't know what's crazier as far as someone swinging sausage links or Sammy from Drain covering a dude in ice cream. So um, let me know in the comments, um, you know, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll have to figure out who's the ultimate winner. Uh, Malachi, this has been really fun. Um, all of Scowl's links and, and your info will all be in the description of the video and the show notes. But if there's anything you want to end on, um, now is the time. The floor is yours for whatever you got. Oh yeah. Just thanks for having me on and shout out to everyone in like Santa Cruz hardcore and Northern Cal, just California, just general, like, yeah. you know, uh, everyone who's like supportive and been like listening and anyone who's uh, uh just check out the new album when it comes out really excited for it and hopefully you know we'll get to play shows again so yeah that'll Ho be hopefully there's an opportunity in uh in the near future where we can uh <laughs> throw some some unconventional foods at one another uh in a hardcore space uh oh i'll be there oh. i'll be there <laughs> right there with the ice cream yeah so definitely. like we'll, <laughs> we'll make sure but yeah it's I just like, you know, the entire like 40831, like I appreciate this scene and like everyone who's a part of it. So um, I am very, yeah, very grateful for them. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I have lots of friends from the Bay Area and obviously have a new one. So I'm, I'm stoked yeah, that we got course. to check. Um, and yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, I hope, uh, hope you get to play some shows again soon too. We definitely will. <laughs>